This one's for the culture. Me and wifey in the room thinking of a master plan Thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand Knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hands And welcome, welcome, welcome to the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar edition Episode number 33 of The Bond Chronicles I am Mr. Bond Chronicles on Instagram, Mr. Ray Bond on Twitter And my host here Mrs. Bond Chronicles on Instagram. I tried to fix my Twitter this week, but I couldn't think of a name. So it's still whatever it was before I started messing with it. And also to caveat, I gave a number of suggestions, all of which were denied. So I did my husbandly duty. Uh, But as happens too often in marriage, the man got shut down. Um, So we are the Bond Chronicles. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Continue to like, share, and subscribe. We are on all major platforms, including YouTube. Make sure to hit that bell. We got some special things coming uh, here in the next few days for you all. So uh, definitely thank you. It's like the middle of the day. You all right? (laughs) I'm so tired. Um, And so we want to make sure that we do give you the best content and we keep you up to date with the latest things that are going on. And that leads us to... Robert Kelly. Um, so the Pied Piper of R&B. Um, I don't know. He has a bunch of other names and nicknames and things like that. Uh, we thought it was our duty to have a more in-depth conversation. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to get into it. Uh, so if you want to kind of pave the way, I know you uh, have a lot to say. <laughs> uh, so I will get out of the way here and kind of give you allow you to go to the background and we can get into the topics. Okay. Um, yeah. So we all know good old R. Kelly. Anything? <laughs> just, just for a moment. Just for a moment. Um, we all know about the allegations that were levied against him. Um, the charges that he ended up being found guilty of were sexual ex- exploitation of a child, racketeering, sex trafficking. Involving five specific victims, um, he faces a possible ten years to life, and just those, for these charges. And that's just for these charges that um, he was found guilty of in New York. If you were unaware, he also faces fourteen other um, charges, um, also associated with racketeering. Um, Let's see. So while he's awaiting sentencing, which I think is supposed to happen in May of next year, of next year for New York, he also has charges in Illinois um, for prostitution. Um, it's, uh, what was it? Uh, and engaging in prostitution with a minor. Um, he also has new, new charges from the original case back in 2008, which he was acquitted of. So I'm not really sure where that's going. Um, He's got an obstruction of justice charge, just a myriad of things dating all the way back to 2019. Um, Just just a lot for um, him to say that he was completely innocent of. I'm not upset that he was found guilty. I don't feel bad that he was found guilty. Um, 
I hope he rots in jail. I do. I hope he spends the rest of his life in jail. Um, just, I'm, I'm happy. It sucks that it took 30 years of people accusing this man of these things. And for whatever reason, he never was caught or was, I don't know, convicted before now, um, especially when the whole Aaliyah thing was going on and it was widely known, widely, you know, common knowledge that he did indeed marry this girl when she was 15 years old. Um, apparently he did it because he got her pregnant and he needed her to get an abortion. So in order for her to get an abortion, he had to marry her so that he could do it without so she could do it without being able to press criminal charges against it's just like it's this whole convoluted, ridiculous mess of nasty disgustingness. And I'm really glad that he is no longer gonna be able to do this to anyone else. Okay. Um so generally speaking, like I support everything that, that you said. I think I'm one that I wait until the end typically to see how it turns out. Now, when it comes to black people in the court system, obviously I don't agree that we always get a fair shake. However, given what I do know about the situation, given what I know about the previous situation, for me, it's like the OJ situation. And I imagine the sentencing is going to reflect that. We screwed up the first time. You gave us another opportunity and we caught you. And this situation is even worse than OJ because it was the same thing. Like, you and I feel like in, there was a there's a fight this weekend uh, or th this past weekend where you had a situation, you went into the situation and you made the same mistakes you made in a previous situation. And so for him to not learn and realize that he got look, call it luck. I don't know what you want to call it, but he should have went to jail the first time. Like everybody exactly. joked about in the time frame it was a different time. And for younger viewers, you guys probably want to understand. But timing does matter. And in that time, it was it was a joke. We we just watched the Chappelle uh stand up and peeing on someone was funny. It was a it was sketch comedy, like that was funny. But these are children, in essence, that he's doing this to. And when you you kind of spit in the face of people by calling yourself the Pied Piper of RB, where if you understand who the Pied Piper was and what he represented, it's disgusting. Right. Um, that's why I've never used that name. Again, people like, and it's, it's funny that you bring that up because I don't, maybe people don't know like that nursery no. rhyme or whatever, but the Pied Piper was literally a person. He'd go around from village to village playing his flute Ooh. or whatever it was. So children could come out and follow him and have fun with him. And this man was calling himself the Pied Piper of r &B. <laughs> Like, it's just, mm, 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 mm. And so for me, it's, and I, and I feel like in a lot of these cases, these child predators, these uh, pedophiles, they're so brazen. Like, he was so arrogant with it. Like you said, the Aaliyah situation, for anyone that was in the know, it's pretty... Pretty obvious, pretty transparent. Again, a different day. There's been allegations about Jada Pinkett recently that came out. There's been a bunch of other allegations about people dealing with young children. 
So it's not to say that he was an anomaly, but he has so many situations where he just continued to put himself in these predicaments. So for me, I don't know what the sentencing would be. If it 10 is the minimum from what it sounds like, I'm sure he'll get some of that time served for this case. But if he never walked the street again, I, I wouldn't wouldn't bother me at all. Uh, I think he did it to himself. He's 100% responsible. He's not a victim. I saw the interview. What, what interview Gail was it? King. And I can't I'm stand her. I'm fighting for my life. No, bro. You I mean, weren't. He, he wasn't fighting. I mean, yeah. He, he was. She was, sure. He was fighting for his life. But, but it was at his own door. All those tears door. and like that outburst and all that emotion. Bro, you exactly. You did it to yourself. 1,000% did it to yourself. Don't nobody feel bad for it. Well, I'm not even going to say that. Because there are mad people that feel bad for this man. And I feel bad for those people. Like I'm, I'm praying to better understand the type of empathy people have for folks like R. Kelly, because to me, there's something really, really, really wrong with that. And so maybe it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, and we're not going to get into it on this episode, but I think it's just a lack of, you can't relate. You, you can't bring yourself to understand how or why someone would be that way. But if history has told us anything about entertainment industry, children are sought after. Uh, I just met with a woman this past weekend. I was talking about human trafficking. Literally, Fairfax County is the worst county in the country for human trafficking. Are you serious? The worst county in the country. And now they're actually teaching it in schools. Like It's gotten to the point that they are teaching about human trafficking and, and sex trafficking and how to avoid, not just how to avoid it, how to recognize it. Mm. So when you're out, and you see maybe an older man and a younger woman, or maybe even multiple women, maybe you should ask questions. Maybe you should try to make eye contact or try to engage them, obviously very subtly, but it's huge, it's it's billion dollar business, it's international, like it's not this small sector of life. No, yeah. Um, and we've talked about the Jeffrey Epsteins and different people like that, but it's not, and that's, we'll get to it here in a moment, but there is a lot of people. Um, I think I talked about the um, Woody Allen. the Woody Allen documentary. And typically I'm the kind of person that I, 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 I engage in the parallels where, why are you don't treating one person this way, but not another? R. Kelly's different. Like I get Woody Allen and what he did with his, in marrying his stepdaughter. And that's disgusting and gross, but this is different. Um, aspects of this is different. Um, so no, I, I have no sympathy for him. I fully appreciate the law and the thoroughness of the investigation. I hope he is prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Based on what I've seen, I've seen little to no remorse. And that is a big deal for me in certain situations where if you at least realize you were wrong, all right, I can kind of shoot you some bail. I can kind of understand you were young and you made mistakes you were young, you were middle-aged, you was old, and you made the same thing consciously and really had no sympathy for it. I don't know, to my knowledge, he's apologized or taken any accountability for it, which you can't during the trial, but now that you're guilty, like, come on, man. Um, the biggest piece to me, though, that I thought was interesting is, and I believe this was in New York, right? Mm -hmm. So New York don't play um, when it comes to legal and stuff like this. They hit him with the racketeering charge, which for me, I, I I don't I'm not the law expert, but that to me said a lot. 
And that to me says there's a lot more that is likely to come from this. For sure. If you are being charged as the head of a criminal enterprise, it ain't just you. And so I don't know. I know R. Kelly from Chicago. From what I understand, he might have grew up on, you know, rougher times, but it would lead me to believe. There's a bigger something that there's there's a lot more that could be coming and so when i hear people like and not i'm not gonna say that um when i hear people like bill cosby and other people defending him that are in the industry it makes me start to think away so i'll be curious to see what comes of it Uh, i'll be curious to know if he's cooperative but when you're the head of an enterprise and that means there's other people. So that's kind of where I'm at right now to see what comes next. If he pleads down um, due to cooperation, we'll see kind of where it goes. Or if he ends up like Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. We'll get more into that in a little bit. Um, I think the first thing that I saw when the guilt, the verdict did come out as guilty it was just people like, well, I'm still listening to his music. I don't really care about all that other stuff. His music still hits. And it, you know, obviously that creates a conversation around supporting, and we've talked about this before, supporting an artist. Now that you know, like and all of these details came out about um, just everything that he was doing. And so now that you know that he is indeed guilty. If you had any doubt in your mind before, he is indeed guilty of all these disgusting sex acts with kids and young women. Is his music finally canceled? Is he canceled as the king of R&B, blah, 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 blah. So this is where we'll probably differ. And I'm fine with that. And people may hate me. So here's my thing. And I look at it. It's multifaceted for me. One, my first answer is no, he's not canceled. Uh, And from what I understand, I don't even know if he has the rights to a lot of his music. Um, But if he did, from my understanding, he has children. So I would still want the children to be taken care of. And if his music is a way to do that, I'm going to support that. I don't feel like his children should be punished because their dad was trash. The second piece of this is we are, we admitted, we've agreed that it was common knowledge he married Aaliyah when she was 15. If we know that, industry people knew that. If you are in the industry and you knew that and you worked with him, you helped make music with him, why are you not as responsible to a certain extent as he is? Maybe not as responsible, but you're culpable to me. So I think the issue when you have someone as big as R. Kelly, when you have someone as big as Harvey Weinstein, when you have someone as big as even Epstein, is okay. You want to go down the cancer route, go down the cancer route. But when you start picking and choosing of who you're canceling and you're giving certain people passes and other people not, that's where you're going to lose me. So fine, if you want to go to the cancel culture part, and I think this is a hypocrisy and the 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 joke of cancel culture, is it's so segmented. It's so emotional. It's not logical and it's not rational. So the producers that work with him, 
the artists that featured him, the artists that were features for him, the artists that did a collab, two collaborative albums with him. Like, I, you got to be held responsible to me. So for me, no. Am I necessarily going back and listening to the music? I'm not. I don't see a step in the name of love, which was a party classic and that I would argue could still be. I don't see how that correlates to his allegations and or his conviction at this point. But no, for me, he's not canceled because if I was to cancel him for this, then I got to start to the Dave Chappelle point. I got to look at everybody, everybody that's been guilty of a murder charge, everybody that's been guilty of all these heinous crimes, breaking and entering uh, domestic violence. If I'm going to cancel him and not everybody else, then you're hypocritical and I don't have a lot of attention or time for those kind of people. So no, for me, his music is not canceled because I'd have to cancel almost everyone because everyone has something. Mm. I guess I'll be hypocritical or whatever you just said. Um, I stopped listening to him. It was a, a long time ago when I think when the the first case thing happened mm -hmm. um, at but given I didn't learn about how nasty he was until I got older and things started clicking and putting the stories together and the timeline of all of this stuff, to me, it was like when I was younger, like a kid, and I would hear his music, you're like, oh, this is grown-up music. Like, he's singing for grown-ups. This music is for grown-ups. Blah, 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 blah. Which is still true. I mean... People but in our he, generation were conceived to his music. Um, sure, they were. But in my mind, and I know this is true for a lot of other people, he's not singing to grown women. He wasn't... His lust and all of that desire wasn't directed at older women. So It was directed at young women. So you're saying and he only dealt with young women. None saying, of his songs were written to older women. I'm not saying that all of it is directed at older women, young women. I'm saying when I think about it now, mm -hmm. I don't, it, it's tainted for me. I can't listen to um, any of the songs, to be honest, and feel like, oh yeah, he's singing the draws off that older lady. No, nah, he wasn't. He was manipulating a young girl and with his stardom into doing things that she shouldn't have been doing. And I just, that part is what I can't get my mind around. So personally, that's why I can't listen to his music anymore. You know, it sucks because when you, like you said, when you look at all the people he's worked with, all the people he's written for, all the producers, like the, his impact on the music industry is widespread. There's probably very few of older artists who don't have some sort of R. Kelly contribution on an album or a song or whatever. And I can't control that, but I can control me not listening to his music. And I just, I just can't, because for me, it doesn't, it doesn't sound the same anymore. Like, and it hasn't for a really long time. So for me, I haven't listened to his music. I'm not going to start listening to his music again. And I don't feel. But you only like draw that. that line for him. No, I mean, there are other artists that I don't listen to because I don't like the way they live there. Like, uh, I was a huge fan of Saul Williams. Like, well, he's a poet. And um, 
but he also had a, a little of like an underground rap career. And I'm a huge fan of his poetry, but he used to be in a relationship with the light-skinned chick, Persia White, Persia something, um, from Girlfriends. She played Lynn on Girlfriends. And he was abusive towards her. And when I found that out, like it completely changed how I felt about pretty much all of the things that he produced because it's like, you're like pro-black, pro-woman, pro-African like heritage, all of that, but you're beating on your African queen. Like I just, I couldn't get with that. And there are other artists, like I listen to them, just like, yeah, you're not really a good person in real life. I don't really like your music. I don't like to listen to it. I can't go down a list and name every single person who. But it's it. going to be inconsistent. That and that to me is why I get stuck with people with your point of view. There's actors, there's actresses, there's producers, there's so many people that we know of that whether it's allegations or not, we continue to support them. Or, like I said in our Kelly situation, there are people that knew what was going on and still worked with him, and we support them. Not we being those people that, and so that's why I just, that just makes no sense to me. Like, for me, and I think we've had this conversation, there's artists that, uh, Sam Smith, dope, dope song, but he wasn't talking to women. Like, he wasn't. But he's not, that's. that's it's, not, as a that's, man, and I, you're talking about who he's singing to. That's your justification. He was singing to little girls. Yeah, but him singing to another man, another grown consenting man, is not the same as you singing a That's song. That's your opinion. It's I, not nothing about to be gay. Nothing about it's not wrong. Like and in a bunch of other countries, it's not illegal to do what R. Kelly did. Right, but in the country that we live in, and, and it's accepted morally, in a lot of different cultures. It's, it's not necessarily accepted. It's it is tolerated. It's accepted. It's tolerated. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll go through semantics, but in but no, other countries today, it's a cultural way of life. Mm -hmm. And it's been that way for forever. Mm -hmm. Like going back into all the Romeo and Juliet's and all these other historical times of life, all these, what do they call it? Period pieces that we watch. That was commonplace. So this really, we're the minority that doesn't do that. If you really look at the history of society in this world, and no, I know that's not great to hear, but that's the way the world has worked. But it doesn't really work like that anymore. Not in because, this country. But in the majority of thriving nations and places that people recognize the governments and the way that they do things in that country, it's not a thing anymore. It's not yeah. something that people celebrate. In fact, it's something that is frowned upon. Prince Andrew Albert was running around with Jeffrey Epstein. Right. And he's still evading charges because Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. My point being, there's a bunch of people doing it. Right. And it's still, it doesn't, just because a bunch of people are doing it, it doesn't make it right. It's still wrong. It is wrong. But if you were going to hold one person to that standard, you should be holding everybody to that standard. And you don't. You get, you hate R. Kelly. Because of what he did, rightfully so. But there's a bunch of people running around with R. Kelly that was that were either doing or knew about what he was doing and still rode with R. Kelly. And, and so, you support them. So give me people who we know for a fact were doing this, what he was doing or completely 100% supporting what he was they doing. They literally made a best of both worlds album, him and Jay-Z beating the case. There's a song called 
guilt, not guilty. Well, Jay Z's portion of the song was about a totally don't, don't do different that. thing. Don't do that. It he's was. on that. He's on that song. So you think he's on that a pedophile? No, but he definitely made an album with someone that had very, very condemning evidence, and he beat the case. Jay Z has benefited from beating cases that he did and has rapped about doing illegal stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can have Jay Z, Chris Brown, the Isley Brothers, all them people. What did the Isley Brothers do? They made music with him. Mm -hmm. So all those people, you what you're telling me is they didn't know none of that. I'm not saying that they didn't know. So it. if they did know and they still made music with him, they still helped facilitate his lifestyle. Why are they not held as why don't you look at them the same way? Because they're not the ones who were doing it. If that's if that's the way that you so were, if you if knew somebody was molesting Courtney and you knew that. You would be comfortable with them coming around? No, they wouldn't. I wouldn't be. You comfortable would still with support them, them knowing no, that they watched not. it happen. No. So then, so, how do you excuse? But the way that you're posing your argument, for one, makes it seem. No, you're basically saying if you have any affiliation with R. Kelly, regardless of whether you had proof or not of what he was doing, you should not work with him because the rumors were there. Yes, a hundred percent. That's not even how you operate. I, I'm saying for if you're going to cancel him, then you cancel everyone. You're right. I don't operate that way. I don't cancel anyone. I don't believe in cancel culture. I think if you do a crime, you should pay do your time for it. Right, and but I to cancel agree. his music and I act like he never existed or that he's some pariah and everybody else that was around him isn't. That's where I draw a line. All I'm saying is the fact that you you can't say that every single person around him, everybody that worked with him, everybody that knew him knew what was going on. You're right. Not every. So. But there's a say, bunch. Yeah, there are a bunch. You have no concrete proof of who knew and who didn't. I'm sure in the coming weeks, we're going to find out more. In the coming years, we're going to find out more. But to put the culpability on just everybody who was ever around him at any point in time in his music career and want to blame them or make them hold some responsibility for his disgusting actions, no, that's just not logical. It's not. My premise was they knew. No, you're right. Your premise is they knew, but you don't know that they all knew. You're right. I don't. So, but I can use context clues. Mm-hmm. To have a pretty good idea that certain people know. Sure you can. So we started this conversation with he was guilty the first time around. That was the premise of our initial conversation. He beat that case and he should have known better and he got off lucky. So if we knew that, to think that industry people didn't know that, that's that's ridiculous. I'm not saying that industry people didn't know that he was guilty of it then. But to find out everything else that he's been doing since then. So that wasn't enough? I'm not saying that it was. All You're I'm right. Saying, they didn't know the intricate details of what happened when the girls got picked up or however. It's not even about knowing the put, intricate details. They knew can, something was wrong with him. So, okay, let's just throw this in there. Michael Jackson was accused of molesting boys. His 
the last 20 years of his career. Mm-hmm. He was never proven guilty. He was never charged of any, like, well, he was charged, but he, like, he was, you know, those charges were always thrown out. People have come forward and said one thing. People have come forward and said other things. But there are still to this day, there's no evidence, there's no proof, there are no records anywhere in the world that say Michael Jackson molested little boys. Okay. But if you talk to the average person, a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, we knew he did that, but it's Michael Jackson. I so I don't follow. What are you, what's your point? So the point is people people know if it's going on, it's going on. And people know. But people, like you said, people will pick and choose who they want to cancel because of whatever personal feelings they might have towards that person. But until you have proof of what the person has done and you can make a decision for yourself, then that's just, it is what it is. There's proof he married Aaliyah. Right. You're talk, so comparing Michael Jackson where you're saying there is no definitive proof. There's proof. There's a video. There's a video of R. Kelly, his brother. There's a video of R. Kelly ha- of what happened in that situation. There are court documents of him getting married to a minor. Mm-hmm. So how are you saying they didn't know? They, yes, that's not they the knew. same situation. They knew of that one particular thing. And so that's my point. So that was okay. Some people knew. Like we saw what, look, I'm not going to keep arguing semantics with you. Like, I don't listen to his music. That's fine. And I choose not to listen to his music because I don't think that it's directed at the audience that he claims it's directed at, period. Whether I still listen to Jay-Z or whoever or whoever, that's my business. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. I just think it's hypocritical. That's cool. What is? So, moving on to the next portion. So, in these scenarios, the parents, obviously... They're somewhere in this whole equation. Like, what is the responsibility of the parents in these situations? Like, obviously, Aaliyah was 15. Someone had to consent for Aaliyah to get married at the age of 15. There are other people, um, some of the other young ladies who were um, the charges, I guess, held for in this newest case. They were also underage. They were working to be stars. They were backup dancers. They were backup singers. They were all these different things. But parents are typically involved in these processes and how they interact with these people. Do parents hold any culpability in these scenarios? Absolutely. Um... I think in the case, obviously, when it comes to minors, yes, a hundred percent. I haven't been a parent of a child prodigy. I haven't been a parent of a child with supremely gifted talent um, that's pursuing a future in said industry. But. I believe it is a parent's responsibility to protect their child. And given the circumstances of the marriage, given the circumstances of, from what I understand, the women's, um, what's the word, lifestyle, once they would go to live with him, and the testimony of things I've read and heard, I believe the parents failed. 
in their protection of the children. Are they solely responsible? No. Um, I think there's some blame to go around. And I think the lion's share of the blame still goes with Robert Kelly. Like He orchestrated this. He put this together. He preyed on these women. And the parents should have been there to protect. But is there a level of responsibility in the parents? Absolutely. I think, and that is the case in a lot of situations um, where children do do wrong or are taken advantage of, it, whether it's lack of education, whether it's lack of you being present. Um, there's just a variety of different things, but I do think in this situation, I wouldn't charge them criminally. I don't think they're conspirators, but I think there is a part of this that, yes, they helped this take uh, take place and they got to live with that. No, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I guess just even like even when you break it down to the basic of your kids being involved in like sports or different activities, you take the time to meet the coaches, you take the time to meet the teachers, the people who are overseeing all these different things that your child is involved in. And if you don't feel comfortable with that person, let's say coach or whatever, um, you take your kid and you put him with a different team. There's all these safeguards that we as parents try to put up for our kids to protect them from stuff like this. There's no way in none of these situations, your spidey senses weren't tingling, at least minimally tell you that there's something not quite right about any of this. And I have questions. Um, I remember when Sparkle came out and she had everything that she had to say about R. Kelly's um, relationship with her niece and how it was wrong and how she was he was taking advantage of her. Um, people kind of like laughed her off because they thought that she was like just jilted and jealous that her career never did more than what she thought it was going to do. And to me, I, I remember hearing it, I'm just like, well, I mean, we know what his history was with Aaliyah. And if this is a grown woman saying she does not like the way that the, this grown man is handling her underage niece, I feel like this is something people should probably pay attention to. Um, but, and then it wasn't until the tape came out that people were just like, oh, well, dang, she was right, you know? Um and so for the parents of all of the victims to kind of, and I'm sure there's a civil suit that's going to come of this um, at some point in time. I don't know what his finances look like right now, but I know at one, point, <laughs> at one point I know they weren't very good. Um, so I'm sure a civil suit would come of this at some point. But what are you suing for? Like, are you suing because you're embarrassed or you're suing... I mean, because because you can, because you can, but to me, it's partly your fault. Like you see the differences and the changes in your child from like the minimal things that happen to them when they get into arguments with their friends at school, when somebody's picking on them, like you notice those sorts of things, you know, when something is really bad, something is really bad is happening. Even if you don't know exactly what it is, you know something is going on. And so for all. I think that's easy to say. And I'll, I'll use myself as an example. 
I was into some stuff. Some pretty, pretty bad stuff. My mom wasn't there. She ain't know. We look at these school shootings. We look at the kids we grew up with and knew to stay away from. Their parents may not have known to the extent that they were doing things. I think to there is a part of your point that I do agree with. There are certain things you should be able to recognize. And I feel like we're starting to see that even with our daughter, where she kept coming home hungry and or eating as soon as she got home. And I'm like, why are you still hungry? And it comes to find out she doesn't eat anything at school, apparently, because it all sucks. Um, so I think it's little, that's a small example of, yes, to a certain extent, you do see things. I would also argue at that time frame, it's a lot easier, I think, to see people now because people post a lot more. But I don't know what happened in the household, and that's not, I don't necessarily believe that you know everything that your kids are doing. Well, no, I'm not saying that you know everything that your kid is doing, but there's definitely, when you read about it, there's definitely behavioral changes that happen when there's some sort of traumatic experience going on. There are attitude changes, like, you're like after it's been shown that after a child has been sexually assaulted or a young person has been sexually assaulted in any form, things about them drastically change. And to me, to the extent in which R. Kelly was doing what he was doing, like he was in relationships with multiple young women at a time. The one young lady testified that she was in a relationship when he met R with R. Kelly, when she met when she was when in a relationship met. with someone else, and then she met R. Kelly. No, no, she was in a relationship with R. Kelly when R. Kelly met Aaliyah. Mm, okay, okay, okay. And how he started to show her special attention, and you know, pushing this other young lady to the side. And part of her, you know, she testified like she felt relieved that she wasn't like the main girl anymore, but she felt jealous of Aaliyah. Because Aaliyah was now getting all this the same the attention that she used to get. Like there's all these little things that are going on. And like I'm like I said, like there's even if you're not spending a lot of time with your kid, there are definitely things that you I would think that you would notice. So I just feel like there's too many cases of family members molesting kids and the parents not knowing. Or well, even worse, the kids tell them and they don't believe them. Well, I mean, I think those are different, though, because even when it's there's one thing to not know because your kid won't tell you what's wrong with them, but you know there's something wrong versus <coughs> them telling you and you don't believe them. Right. I'm, I'm just saying in both scenarios, the kid was molested and the parents didn't know. So on the extreme case, the kid is telling you I've been molested. And you obviously can't tell a change has happened in them, so you don't believe them. And then two, they don't tell you, and you still can't see it. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that story a lot. So I don't, and I pray to God, we never have to experience that. But I just don't know how, how realistic that is to, to see the change. And I don't know what the changes are. Thank God that I can remember. I've never been molested. But I don't know what the outward sign, I know what science says, but I feel like there have been teenage hoes all the time. And it's not all, and that's male and female. And I don't think it's always associated with abuse. 
I think that play, from what I understand, that does play a role. But I don't even know if parents always know that their child's a whore or sexually promiscuous, if that's a more correct term. Because I don't get where you're going with that. Like typically, what I understand, a lot of kids that are very, let's use promiscuous, like they have a lot of partners at a young age. A lot of that comes from the trauma of being sexually abused. Mm -hmm. So my point is, if you're a parent, one, you're not, I would hope you don't see that sign. But two, if you do, I don't know if you would correlate it to someone must have abused my kid. Um, So when you're saying this, my point is the signs that you're saying parents should see, I don't know what those signs would be. Oh, well, I mean, like they list them, like the child becomes withdrawn from things like from their family, from their friends, the things that you they used to like to do, they don't want to do anymore. They're moody, their behavior changes. Like there's a whole list of things that are supposed to be like triggers but my to help is, you see that maybe not necessarily abuse or, you know, obviously, you know, sexual abuse is going on, but something is going on that is causing the character of your child to completely change. And for me, I guess playing devil's advocate, I'd say they're becoming a teenager. I feel like all of that is a process of growing up. But you like changes, which what you do become you might become subdued. It could be a bad breakup. Like I just don't know how you can correlate their list, and I'm just going off what you said, to sexual abuse. It would be great if there was something that was when you see this, like this is a flag. Because I would argue all those things are part of growing up. And so and Again, that goes back to the attentiveness of the parent. If you see a sign, if you've noted, if you're noticing things are different about your kid, a do you just let them happen and attribute them to them growing up and becoming, you know, a teenager, you know, whatever, or do you talk to them? Because I think that's a big part that's missing here. The line of communication needs to remain open, regardless of the fact that you might not like the fact that they have a bad attitude or they're moody or, you know, they talk back to you. At the end of the day, you as their parent are their first line of defense against everything. And if they, they're not talking to you or you're not at least talking to them to try to try to understand, then no, you'll miss all those signs. The, the Easy. So I guess my the next phase of that to me is if it's gotten to a point where that has happened and they haven't come to you, I would argue y'all don't have that relationship. Like if if something bad is happening to your kid, they the first you said the parents are the first line of defense. So to me, if the kid is not going to the parent prior to this or even during this at all then to your point of attentiveness that's not going to be there Mm -hmm. the kid clearly doesn't feel like the parent is a safe place or reasonable outlet to have this conversation i would say that that's the case at all because a lot of times when you hear people um talk about their sexual assault as especially when you're talking about younger kids um the first thing is like they were scared Like they didn't know what to do. So they didn't say anything. And a lot of times, unfortunately, the person who's abusing them is someone that they know and someone that their family trusts. So they don't want to get the person in trouble. And then said person piles on by saying, hey, you know, if you tell on me this, 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 and this is going to happen. 
Like I think there's a bunch So where of does that when does that change? Because we had a situation where Courtney was having like nightmares or something. She came to you. Mm-hmm. So at what point do kids stop coming to their parents when they're scared? Because typically, and we've been blessed by this, when our kids are scared, they don't come sleep with us. But, <laughs> well, one, only one could, but that's not important. Yeah. But the point is, typically, it's for a period of a kid's life, like right now, when our kids get hurt, they run to you or they run to me or somebody to be held or something. So for me to say, at some point that gets broken. If we've got to the point where they're being abused and not coming to you. So that to me says somewhere there was a breakdown that the kid no longer felt you were the safe place to go. I don't, and I wouldn't say that it's a breakdown of them no longer feeling like you're a safe place, but in a traumatic experience, I think a big part of it is not understanding how to process what you're feeling because once something has happened and you know it's wrong or you might not even understand how wrong it is but you know something has happened that wasn't supposed to happen and you were a part of it and you don't know how to deal with the situation at all especially the younger um, a, per, a child is, a person is, when they when molestation starts, the more convoluted their feelings about love and sex and partnership and all that starts to become. And it's not I don't I won't say that there's a broken place in communication. I think the biggest part of it is they don't know how. But we're and, not talking and again we're the the premise of this is R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. He wasn't dealing with five and six-year-olds. No, right. And so even when you're thinking about a 15, 16-year-old, like like they, 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 they understand what's happening, but that doesn't make it... You mean to tell me some grown man that these girls didn't know brought them into their home and made them do all this crazy stuff and they never thought I should tell my dad? I'm not saying that they didn't think that they should tell their dad. But when you so to me that's a parent when, problem. When you look at the situations and who they like, the same thing with Jeffrey Epstein, the people that he was choosing to prey upon, the people who they were misfortunate, like they didn't have a lot of money, they didn't have a lot of opportunities, they didn't have a lot of self esteem. A lot of them already had drug problems. There were always all these other things that the person was dealing with emotionally first. And then you come in and you give them money, you give them attention, you give them affection, you give them all these things that they feel their life is missing. But then, oh, well, yeah, you get to get all these things, but you have to do this too. Mm -hmm. And in your mind, you know you don't want to do what the other stuff is, but because your life has been missing and lacking all these other things and you're finally getting all these other things, you don't want to lose those things too. So then that that to me is where you lose me because now I'm making a decision. I know, like you said, I know I don't like these things, but I know what I get for doing it. And the same thing I've said, I think, I don't think we talked about it on here with Epstein. When sisters started recruiting other sisters, mm-hmm. He's no longer the problem to me. Mm-hmm. And when you're the sister that recruited your sister and now you're crying and complaining about how miserable your life is and what he did to you, 
but then you went and recruited your family members and friends, that's where you lose me. Mm-hmm. And for these girls, and I, I do, I agree that that's part of it. And I would imagine today's society where Instagram is everything, it's even more prevalent. Where, yeah, I don't like doing that, but I'm gonna do it because of what I can get. That's adulthood. I go to work every day, and I don't want to go to work. I wouldn't necessarily say that's adulthood. Again, that's life. Yeah, but you're looking at it the same way you were saying earlier about that not being your perspective. You're not that not mm-hmm. being your reality. You did. I mean, you have the relationship that you have with your parents. It is what it is. But you didn't grow up the way that some of these people grow up. And that so, and the same void that you filled in yourself with God, they don't have that. But to me, that goes back to that's a parent problem. And, it, and again, like it definitely is because the home that a lot of these people were coming from, it was non-existent. And the ones that did come from a home who had a parent, they were absent. They were there physically, but they were absent in the ways that they needed to be to be able to see and notice that there is something wrong with their kid. But, and I'm going off, I think it was two different women. Cause one girl did an interview one time and it was an awful interview. Like everybody knew something was going on, but they were calling their parents. Like they was in some cases were still in communication with their parents. parents. Yeah. And so that to me is a parent problem. And and that's what I'm saying. Like I 100% believe that, a lot of these parents need to take some ownership in the situation in its entirety because I'm sorry, like, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what life, walk of life you come from. My kid's not just spending the night at your house and I have no idea what's going on. My but kid isn't. I know. I know that's because, me. And so like when I met the lady today or this weekend, she was saying a lot of people that are getting involved in the human trafficking are from their parents. Mm-hmm. Their parents are sell, and we we used to joke about it all the time, but parents would sell their kids for a hit of crack. Yeah. So, full circle, I think a lot of it is parenting. And when I was asking the question of, so where does it break down? Somewhere with these women in this Arkella situation, to me, for them to be able to call their dad. Dealing with what they're dealing with and not talk to him about it, there something happened, and that to me is on the parent. That's my biggest takeaway. Like, I would pray that our kids would never get to the point where they would be in that dire of a situation. And not even that they wouldn't call me, they would call me and not feel comfortable enough saying something to me. Yeah. And so my my brain goes to maybe they were complicit. Maybe they were getting a benefit. Maybe they were reaping the benefit. They see their their daughters going to maybe certain shows or certain events, living a certain lifestyle. Maybe the daughter's sending money back. Maybe Robert's sending them money. To me, that it's off. Oh, well, I mean, that was a thing. Like he was everybody was getting paid. No, there was nobody who was who was directly involved with what he was doing that wasn't getting paid in some way, shape, or form to keep their mouths shut. Like, even back to him marrying Aaliyah, they paid a clerk at the county's office to right. sign off on the marriage license. Like, like all of it. Like, somebody, there's exchange of money. Which so, brings me back to, I can't put all this on. I can't just cancel him. Way too many people enabled him. 
and put their daughters at risk. And in, apparently there's there's boys. I don't know enough about the boys' cases to, yeah. to speak on it. I've just heard it kind of came up more so towards the tail end. So I don't know enough details about how the boys are introduced to him or whatever. But I think when you really dig into this, he's not the only one. And there was a lot of people that enabled this situation, which is why, and we talked about child abuse, and I don't know if we're getting too far ahead. Um, well, I'll let you go there, and then I, I'll come back to my point. <laughs> okay. Because um, it's about him, um, and it doesn't completely fit. So that It's about who? Robert and his upbringing. Oh, oh, true enough. Um, so another point, and I don't know where we are on time. Another point uh, that was brought up in the case, another thing that came out in the course of the trial was there are also young men that were victims to um, R. Kelly and his um, jury, I mean, not his jury, his lawyer, they vehemently denied that he had any interactions with are um, with young boys and all of that good stuff. But of course the prosecutor had evidence. Um, and in all of the situations, like it's him using his fame and who he is in the music industry to manipulate people into doing what he wants, basically. Um, one man told a story about, told a story about how he was in the studio with R. Kelly and, you know, R. Kelly came on to him in the studio and he was going to say no, but then R. Kelly was just like, you know, if you don't do this, then you're not going to have a music career. I don't think the young man ever ended up having a music career. Um, I don't, I don't remember what his name was, but I think a lot of times in, um, I guess, rape culture, rape culture has changed so much over the last decade, 20 years, um, and people are more vocal about the things that have happened to them. But I think a big chunk that is missing is that a lot of times men are left out of the sexual assault conversation because it does happen, and it happens a lot. Um, young men, young boys assaulted by people they know, um, men and women, and it's not a conversation that people have enough. And I don't understand why that is. If people don't care about men. <sighs> they don't. <clears throat> and I, we can go through a bunch of different examples, but they just don't. They don't look at them the same. If a little boy falls down, a little girl falls down, the little girl's getting a hug. The little boy's told, get up. And that's just emblematic in a bunch of different ways in child culture. If a boy beats a girl at a game, he's supposed to. If a girl beats a boy at a game, the boy is trash and he's going to get laughed at. So I think that's just emblematic of society. My two cents. Hmm. Okay. Um, I can remember all the way back to middle school where, like, I guess, yeah, kids were talking about sex then. I was guess seventh or eighth grade. Um, boys would brag about sleeping with older girls like their babysitters or whoever, or this older lady or just whatever. And it was like bragging rights. It was acceptable for a young man to be 
basically preyed upon by an older woman and it'd be okay. It's still, I mean, it's in songs, like it's all over like TV and things culturally, but it's not a conversation that gets had. And I don't, again, this is me. I don't care who you are. My children are my children. And if you touch my kids, it's going to be problems. Like it goes for the boys. It goes for Courtney. It'll go for Kobe. Like it'll, it's period across the board for me. But I know a lot of other parents feel that way. So I don't understand what the breakdown is between parents feeling that way and the reality of what actually happens. Um, sticking to this specific example, as a man that went through high school, we disagree on that. Um, when I think of prey, I think of a helpless person being taken advantage of. When we was in high school, these men and women for that case, we're not being preyed upon. When the older guys would come and pick up the girls from school, the girls knew what they was doing. When the boys was playing and flirting with the teachers and the teacher finally gave them some attention back, both parties knew what they were doing. To me, that's not prey. Didn't maybe they take advantage of a situation? Sure, but that's dating in general. You offer somebody something that someone else can't offer because you want to get them. Athletes, entertainers, your guy down the street. Like, for me, is it technically wrong? Yes. It's, 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 it, it is rape culture. I agree. But I don't think that that should be in the same line as what goes on in the Catholic Church. And for me, the fact that the Catholic Church still operates today with the thousands of allegations that they have, that to me is problematic. And I don't know why that doesn't get more coverage. It's like, oh yeah, a new report comes out and this priest preyed on these 10 to 20 boys or hundreds of boys. And it just goes away. Like, like it's expected. That to me is a problem. That to me is way more problematic than the 16-year-old varsity student or varsity athlete that's hitting his 21-year-old English teacher. For me. It's different. Um, so if the boy, if one of the boys told you they were sleeping with their math teacher, you'd be good with that. Well, no, because I don't want to sleep with anyone. But <laughs> I mean, I don't. Sleeping with people brings kids and problems um, if you're unmarried. So the standard in the house would be you shouldn't be having sex outside of marriage. But if you are, I'm not going to be like, would I say something to the teacher because it's wrong? Yes. But I don't think that the teacher is preying on my son, especially when my son is sleeping with other people. So if you're sleeping with different women and you have an attractive teacher, like she's just another woman. Because if he's 18, if she's 16 and she's 21 and he turned two more years and it's 18 and the 23 year old, the age difference is the same, but it's okay. I believe he knows what he's doing. When I was 16, I knew what I was doing. I knew what I wanted. And I had teachers and older women that if given the opportunity, I probably would have taken advantage of it. And I wouldn't have felt like they were preying on me. So no, I would I be upset? Yes, because they shouldn't be having sex, period. But 
I think it's a conversation. And you say, what are you doing? Like, you realize she's older. And based on the content of that conversation, he's like, yeah, but dad. And he's justifying and explaining to me why he wants to be with that teacher. Obviously, I'm going to counsel him out of it, but I'm not going to kill the teacher, especially if he's shooting shots and he's trying to flirt with her, which is typically, which is a lot of times the case. Hmm. And yes, I would feel differently if the if it was a man teacher and my daughter. If Courtney's flirting and shooting her shot, why is it, that's such a double standard? It is. I 100% agree. <laughs> but I would feel differently. So your level of hypocrisy is okay with this situation. We're all hypocrites. Bro, this that's crazy. Like it's it to me it's I, unacceptable it would, across the board. I mean, it's still unacceptable legally. No, but, like morally, legally, however you want to put it. It's just unacceptable. And actually, the more I sit and think about it, I may not be as upset. If I can talk to her and explain now, I definitely don't want my daughter to sleep with anybody. Like, please, God. <laughs> um, the imagery is just awful. Um, but no, and, and this again, this is if it's a younger teacher. If it's a 40-year-old teacher with my 16-year-old, that's different. It's never like the young... No, it is. It's a lot of times. Well, now more recently, yes, it's okay. the younger teachers. But in years before, there was that one, it was the young man, he was sleeping with his teacher, and he got her pregnant. And he did time. No, she did time, I think. Right, she did. Um, when you're three to five years out. apart, like when y'all could have potentially been in high school together... So I could have been sleeping with you when we were in high school together, but now you're a teacher. Like, I just look at it different. Nah, I'm good across the board. It's just a no for me because it, it's, it's, it's just wrong. It is. It's just <laughs> wrong, and it's crazy because, like, I remember being a young lady and older men hitting on me when we lived in Austin Ridge. A friend of a friend, his uncle. I just remember being so uncomfortable around him. Actually, and I don't think I ever told my mom or my parents about it. Like, because I just stayed away mm. so that I wouldn't be in that situation. Um, so that brings us back. And I know we're getting to them, but why not? Because um, nothing ever happened. But there was still a feeling. Why didn't you share that with your parents? I think mostly because... I knew better, like I knew what to do to protect myself from being in a bad situation. So I just didn't. Now, I think it had something ever happened, I wouldn't have had any problems telling my parents. But then it's too late. This is also true. So I don't know why I didn't. Um, but I know a friend of my sister's. Mm, never mind, I'm not gonna go there. I'm just <laughs> never mind. I'm not gonna go there. But I know of a lot of different scenarios where young ladies and older men were put in situations. Where the girl knew, young, the young woman knew what was happening and understood that it was quote unquote wrong, but they're in an the environment, everybody else is doing it, it's cool. I'm cool because the older guy is picking me, whatever, whatever. So you just go with it. But 
any way you look at it, like when you all the way around, like even as you get older and you realize what you were doing, you know that it was wrong. So in the time, at the moment, in that age, in that mentality, no, you don't feel like you're doing something wrong. But as you get older and your maturity level changes and your perspective and your view on things change, I think your perspective becomes more clear on what you should and should not have been doing. And you're basing that on the law. No, I'm basing that on human experience. Right. It's a four-age difference. So why is it wrong? Other than the fact that it's illegal. Four-age different. Oh, you're sticking with the 16 and the 21-year-old scenario? Right. Even if it's, say, it's a 24-year-old teacher. Because you were my teacher. You're not supposed to be worried about what you can do or what I can do for you physically or sexually. You're supposed to be focused on my mind and helping me become the greatest. No, I'm super serious because that's what an educator signs up for. You're signing up to make me a better person. Not and that could be me. making you a better person. It's not making you a better person. It's skewing your views on what sexual relationships are like. So you think dating someone older and more mature skews your relationship versus dating someone who's younger and immature? I think dating someone who has some sort of authority or power over your life when you are a minor changes your perspective on what sexual relationships look like. Yeah, we disagree. If you can convince an adult to get you beer and alcohol... And those can, people are wrong, too. You're missing the point. If you're witty enough and mentally strong enough to convince an adult to get you cigarettes, get you alcohol, get you weed, you can sleep with a bunch of different women, you can carry guns, you can sell drugs, you can shoplift, you can do all this different stuff. But now, all of a sudden, you're not mentally mature enough to understand that my teacher, who's a couple years older than me, shouldn't be sleeping with me when I'm sleeping with other people. I'm not. If you're doing all that other stuff, there's a lot of stuff going on in your life that I would question your mental capabilities. That's most people in high school. Right. But at most people in high school, would you say they're the most stable people that you know? Like, Take any of your friends that you knew in high school. Think about what they thought mentality was, like the way that they thought then. And look at their life now and the way that they think now. Sexually, I would imagine they're no, pretty not similar. Sexually, I but mean, we're talking, like, we're having a sexual conversation. But you just said all these other things that to build their mentality. But sexually, I don't think I'm a huge. I'm very different from how I was in high school. How are you different? No, well, I wasn't active in high school. I wasn't active till after. So you're not a good example. <laughs> um. <laughs> For the rest of us who were active, like for the most part, <sighs> for me, sex is sex. Like it's best in a relationship or in a marriage, but that's based in faith, not based in real logic or ideology. Like I just, I think if you have a goal and you attain it, shout outs to you. Now, again, if it's a scenario like you, where say it's a teacher and the teacher's flirting with the student and the student is uncomfortable and the teacher keeps pushing or incentivizes it with extra credit or 
that kind of stuff, that's a different conversation. But if both are actively engaged and both know what they're signing up for and both are invested in benefiting, no, I'm not, I'm not killing the teacher for it. Well, fine. What if? <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that I'm not gonna pat our sons or I'm not patting our kids on the back if they're messing around with their teachers. It's just not a thing. We don't have time for this. No, 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 that's not where I was gonna go. I was looking for my joint. Uh, um yeah, I'm just not. Cause and again, patting on the back is that's another that's extreme. What you said she was gonna do? I wouldn't. He would talk to her and dead like she's hot. Like she, man. Like, this is like I can you, imagine how that conversation would. It's go. like hitting the homecoming queen, or the class president, or the valedictorian, or the bad chick that everybody wants. Like that's right, and so to my and point, to his friends, you're bragging he's probably going to want. They all know that that teacher's bad, right? And so you're making my point that the reason why this conversation, especially about young men, does not happen more because there's a level of acceptability from not just the young people, mm -hmm. but also from older people. But when again, I think reality, that goes both ways. It should it's go both not ways. Cool. Okay. We disagree. We disagree. Fair enough. Well, thank you for tuning into another lovely episode of The Bond Chronicles. Um, we will be continuing this conversation amongst other topics yeah. at the next episode. So make sure that you tune in. Um, in the comments, let us know how you feel about these scenarios, how you feel about the verdict of R. Kelly. Are you still listening to his music? Like, talk to us. We want to know how you feel. Absolutely. So again, thank you everybody for the comments, the likes, the shares, the subscriptions, the views, uh, the listens, all of that. Please continue to do so. Um, in life, things happen as we talked about today. You have the power to choose what you do. Always you choose. Do. What? <laughs> I said, or who you do. <laughs> or who you do, um, but choose wisely. And uh, always bet on you. If you have been blessed by us, go ahead and bless us. Cash apps in the bio. Uh, stay up. Have a great one. Until next time.